So today's parable carries on from last week's with the sower, and today we have the wheat and the weeds, or the wheat and the tares. And the weeds are darnels, and they look very much like wheat. So when they would go with, when the slaves would go through to winnow out the weeds, they couldn't tell the difference. So by the time the weeds and the wheat grew up together, the, the weeds had choked out the wheat and the crop was useless. So Jesus, of course, goes on to talk about who are weeds and who are wheat. How many ideas start out as good ideas and suddenly turn evil or wicked? Magdalene houses are an example of this. They started in 1765 by Arabella Denny. It was not uncommon for women of means to go into the slums of whatever big city they were living near to help people. And one of the ways they chose to help women in particular that were subject to prostitution or were unwed mothers and cast out of their homes was to institute Magdalene houses. Magdalene houses were places where women could go and have meals, somewhere warm to live, and they lived in relative safety. In the 1800s, when Ireland split up and became its own country, part of Ireland, no offense, Phil. I want you to know I do know my British history. The Catholic Church took over the Magdalene houses. And from there, they became a place of abject cruelty and abuse. Women were held for years and years and years in terrible conditions. They were forced to do laundry and the Catholic Church took the money. The women didn't see anything. If they happened to give birth, the church took the babies away and gave them up for adoption. What well, started as a good idea with Arabella Denny became an insidious and evil institution. Magdalene houses thankfully were closed and there are charities that are still called Magdalene Houses. There is one outside of Chicago where women who are either trafficked or live, are li were living in prostitution have a safe place to go. We hear so often about evil that started as good. And as I said, Magdalene Houses are just one example we throw our hands up in distress and disgust and wonder how these things could have taken place under really our very noses, our watchful eyes, the, ability, the choice we make to do good in the world. But alas, things happen. We trust people in charge to do the right thing. And we know that doesn't always happen. 
So what do we do when we find this happening? And it's happening today, and it'll happen tomorrow, and for years to come. We have to pray the news. And by praying the news, you find a story that just absolutely enrages you. Maybe it's what's happening in Ukraine, or what's happening with all the violence in our cities, or the world literally on fire. You choose that story and you rage against it. You pray about it. You become so angry that you get all of your anger out, whether it be through conversation, through prayer, in a journal. And through that anger and hatred of the other, your life begins to soften. Your will begins to soften. The way you think and believe changes because you can't stay in your corner any longer. It just doesn't suit you or suit the world. When, you become, when we become so enraged by a problem, that's when change happens. It's not easy to pray when you're angry. In fact, it's downright difficult. But praying through anger is what opens up and softens the way we look at the world. It's too easy to stay in our own corners and to be so right with what we believe that we have no room in our hearts and in our minds to think about the other people who feel they are right. Whether we think they're right or not, there's a whole group of people out there that think they're right. So when we pray the news, we pray for change. But the change become, is, starts in our hearts and in our minds. And slowly, it expands into the people we come in contact with, the world in which we live. And that's when we can make permanent change. And it doesn't happen overnight. We all know that. One of the reasons that one of the stories around why Jerusalem, the temple fell in 70 CE, was the Holy Spirit got so tired of hearing the people argue with one another and cut, each, cut them one another down, that she got up and she left the building. That is what they believe. So for three weeks every year, they have a, a three-week mourning period where they think about all of the things that are wrong in the world, and they lament them, and they pray about them. And at the end of the three weeks, there's hopefully a small change in the world, a small change in their hearts and how they relate to one another. I thought that was a really interesting thing to do. 
to pray the news. But I also kind of like that the Holy Spirit got sick of them and just said, you're on your own. And that's why the temple fell. Because when we work against one another instead of with one another, that's when evil permeates. That's when evil becomes insidious. When we're so busy arguing with one another, we don't get a chance to see the bigger picture. And we don't get the opportunity to see all the good in the world and to see the good in one another and even the good in ourselves because we are good people. So pray the news. Pray not only that it changes the world, but it changes you. And that we all become better people because we're focused on what's out there as well as what's in here. Amen.